Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. All right, I'm coming to you today to speak about one event. One event. You know, events have a way of majorly changing our lives, right? I was speaking last last week about how I met this lady, and because I listened to her, um, she spoke favor into my life and changed the trajectory of what was to come. And I, I had the ability, you know, if I wanted to, the want, the fortitude to ignore her and think, I don't know her. Let me go on about my business. But she was God sent. And how often we dismiss people that have a message for us. They have a message to us straight from above that give us the ability to move left or right, but prosper in whatever way or fulfill our purpose. But we dismiss so many people, we never know where it's coming from. Today, I want to go a little bit left of that. And I want to just speak about major events having an impact on your life. Has one event ever greatly impacted your life? Like I gave up a child for adoption once. You think that didn't impact my life majorly? I shoplifted once and got caught. You think that wasn't an embarrassment and major? And it was in such a small town. I made the front news for shoplifting in their town. So you think that didn't embarrass me and affect me majorly because I got caught? I didn't do it again, but I could have went on. To keep shoplifting and keep shoplifting, you know, because I found myself in a situation where I gave up a child, I never wanted to be without again. And so I really paid attention to what I was doing in this world. Going to the club and dancing wasn't as important to me anymore. Not like being a mom and taking care of the child I had and not ending up in a situation where I would um, feel it was better to give up a child for adoption so they could get what they deserve. But those are two, I want to say, negative aspects, even though they had positive outcomes, believe it or not. Believe it or not, giving up my son for adoption changed me in a better way. Getting caught for shoplifting, stupid stuff. I've always said if somebody gets caught shoplifting for food or toiletries or diapers baby food, man, we need to come together and help them. They should not be charged. Um, the store should give them whatever they needed or at least at the very minimum, let them go because it's not the floor at the store, excuse me, items to give away. But if I catch somebody stealing food to live in a store or baby pampers or baby formula, I'm going to offer to pay for it. I don't care if I have to give up some of my stuff because we're blessed here. I'm going to pay for that stuff. I do not want somebody, if I see you, somebody else sees you. And I, I just can't go for that. But anyway, my point is, even though I got caught shoplifting, went to jail, got conjunctivitis, <laughs> there was some blessing in the end of that. So when... Can some people say, I'm finally satisfied? You you never know somebody. Do you ever know somebody or have you ever met somebody who whatever they have isn't enough? 
They always want more. They have a nice house, but they want a nicer house. They have a nice car, but they want that um, Bentley truck or they want that, um, what is that called? That G-Wagon or they want that um, 7 Series Mercedes. Whatever they have isn't enough. Their kids, their kids get good grades, A's and B's, but they want perfection. You know, their kid is good in a sport, but they want perfection. They push their kids and they push themselves and there's no satisfaction. I'm here to tell you guys, that person, even if they reach whatever they're trying to reach in that one area, they won't reach it in others and it will keep them unhappy. Some people don't understand satisfaction. You don't find satisfaction in more money, more clothes, bigger houses, more expensive cars, kids that other people think are perfect. You will never find it. Number one, because there's no perfection. Not here on this earth. And number two, those type of people, they have a personality disorder. There's nothing that will really ever satisfy them and they will live their lives grasping for bigger and better instead of grasping for God. They're going to miss the point. They're going to die grasping unless somebody steps in, intervenes, and shows them better and they want to see better. It's one thing to show somebody. It's something totally different for them really to want to know it and to listen and to seek it. That's the, that's the beauty of it. You tell somebody something and they want it for themselves. You tell them something so delicious that they can't comprehend not seeking it out for themselves. And I don't mean delicious like my food. I mean delicious like the word. Talk about blessings and, and, and sacrifice and saving and grace and mercy. They want it. They want it for themselves. And that is when you know that you know that you know that person's going to be satisfied. We don't have the biggest house here. We don't. We live in a two-story uh, condo. One car garage, we have three cars. But it's okay. We're satisfied. You know, I don't make millions and neither does my husband. But we're on top of everything. Nothing is lagging. Nothing gets cut off. There's been no time I've went to the store. My husband called me and said, slow down. Stop it. Okay, one time, Christmas, about four or five years ago. He did that. He asked me what the heck I was doing. I said, I'm Christmas shopping. He said, baby, slow down. My phone just pinging like crazy. Ping, 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 ping. So I slowed down. I actually stopped and went back and finished the next week. But anyway, my whole point is I was able to go Christmas shopping. I started my Christmas shopping for the grandkids already. Everybody's not so able and I know it. And if I wasn't able to do these things, I'd still know and count my blessings. I know what they are. I know where they are. And I'm okay with not having this because I have this. And if you don't know what this and this is, I'm okay with not having 
more clothes and, and a bigger house. And I love my car. I drive a Mazda. I drive a Mazda. I was leaving a parking garage one day and this other young lady was driving a nice Mercedes. And this other young lady was driving what I used to want as my dream car. Um, Denali has always been my dream car since I was young. I've always wanted a Denali. But then I started looking at those Audi Q cars, those crossovers, and I fell in love. Um, but they didn't have great ratings. But this young lady was driving an Audi Q5. And I told her, I was like, girl, you're driving my dream car. Um, but the point is, I didn't envy anybody because I'm driving a Mazda. I am driving the car I picked out. I picked out this Mazda, got it off the the driver, um, the, the, the dealership floor. I picked it out. I could have went anywhere, I think. I don't know. Could have went almost anywhere. I don't think my husband would have let me go to Rolls Royce or, or Maybach or anything. But I chose Mazda because it has all the bells and whistles I want and need. And it costs a fraction of what the other cars cost. But for some people, those symbols are important. And I, I, I'm not saying that about those young ladies or anybody else I know who drives a nice fancy car. They get it because that's what they want, but they're not getting it to floss. And that's the truth. The people I know that have Cadillacs and and, and Mercedes, and um, I even have a friend who has a Maybach. They got it because they could. They got it because they could and they can afford it. But there are some people that symbol is so important. They'd rather buy that 700 series BMW and live in their mom's basement because they can't afford to live on their own at 45. They'd rather go buy all these name brand purses that cost hundreds and thousands of dollars, but they can't pay their rent. They would rather floss. They have the itch to look like they are more than they are. When all you have to do is look happy and you're more than so many. Just be and feel genuinely happy and blessed with what you have. And God knows you're going to be blessed abundantly. But when you tell some people they're going to be blessed abundantly, that that in their head thinks, okay, if I lean on God more, that means I'm going to get that made back. Your, your mind is not right. You're not thinking of it the way I'm thinking of it. So I want to tell you guys today, after Thanksgiving, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. It's Friday. Thanksgiving was, um, oh my gosh, it's Saturday. I'm a whole day late, y'all. I'm sorry. But Friday, I know I was thankful for the ability to cook everything I wanted to cook. And I did cook everything. I did a traditional Thanksgiving this year. And people always call to see if I'm cooking so they can come over. Always. Always. And I invited total strangers over. Um, one said he didn't believe in pagan holidays. I said, no problem. He was like, but can you bring me a plate afterwards? I was like, absolutely not. It's one thing to invite you over and you meet my husband because I don't really know this guy. You know, he works in my building. Um, and so you meet my husband and he knows you're coming. It's a different thing for me to pack you up, a strange man, a plate of my food and take it to you. I, I, I don't know why I differentiate between the two, but I do. 
and I invited this other young lady over, but because she's here by herself, but her family flew in to be with her. But my whole point is, I'm more than happy to be be a blessing to somebody else. And that makes me thankful that God even made me that way. I was on my way to work on Tuesday or Wednesday, and there was a guy panhandling, and I talked about that last podcast. But my whole point is, I'm going to go buy him some clothes on uh, Sunday, and I'm going to look for him on Monday when I go to work so I can give him, I'm just going to buy him t-shirts, a jacket, and a couple of pair of jeans. That's it. But I'm going to drop that stuff. Hopefully I see him to give it to him and I'm going to keep it moving. And it makes me feel good to be a blessing to somebody else. I'm going to tell you the honest to God's truth. If I couldn't really afford it, I would cut back on some of the things I do in our house. Because once again, we're blessed. I overbuy for our house. I don't buy everything. I don't only buy everything we need. I buy stuff just because I want to. We got crab legs in our deep freezer right now. I don't know when we're going to eat them, but they're in there. And I promise you when my husband asks for crab legs again, I'll go buy more. That's not a necessity. We have bread, we have eggs, we have milk, we have life necessities for this house. But we also have hams, we have uh, Cornish hens, we have lamb chops. We have things that I buy just because. I can stop buying just because to bless somebody else. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. And I don't go around talking about it. I talk about it on this podcast so you get my point. So you get my point. I can tell you everything I did on Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, but then I would be bragging. Instead, I just want to tell you it feels good to be a blessing to others, and that's my blessing. That's how I know. I'm being blessed because I keep getting plenty so I can help somebody else. I'm not getting plenty so I can keep blessing myself. My husband doesn't get plenty so he can keep buying bigger and better cars. So he can keep buying us bigger and better houses. So he can take me furniture shopping, say get whatever you want. But then he doesn't think outside of us. That's selfish with his blessings. And they could stop at any moment. I feel like I'm preaching today. So I'm okay with that. (laughs) but I keep getting blessed abundantly and I turn around and all it takes is a little bit to bless somebody else. So you guys, you know, my initial question to you was, when can you say I'm satisfied? When do you realize how greatly blessed you are and you can actually say you're satisfied and not constantly want more and more and better and better? for yourself, for your kids, pushing people harder and harder because you want more, complaining about all things you consider small or not up to par, you know, employees giving 100%, even that, and bosses still pushing them harder and harder and not really appreciating them, just complaining. When you understand you're satisfied, When you understand the blessing of somebody doing anything for you and you say it out loud and you're thankful, 
then you'll know you have arrived to Sonya's level of satisfaction. All right, you guys, you know you can reach me at Sonya M at ledbymotivation.com or you can reach us at ledbymotivation07 at gmail. I don't know what's going on. I did not have a single listener for three of my podcasts in a row. And I was told by people they didn't see it. They didn't know it was out there. They didn't get a ping. They didn't get an email. They didn't. I have no idea what's going on. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes the devil's not happy because I was getting upwards of 60, 70, 80, even 90 listeners per podcast. That grew by itself from four listeners. I still haven't advertised this. And somebody just somewhere wasn't happy with it and wanted to bring me back down. And guess what? (laughs) It's not going to stop me. I'm going to keep doing this and the right people or the right person's going to hear it. Sorry, that was my phone. But nothing's going to stop it. And even the podcast I had set up for interviews, those people fell off. And I'm okay with that too. It's not going to stop these podcasts because somebody out there needs to hear what I have to say. And it's crazy. Years ago, I would have just gave up. But yeah, no, nobody has that kind of power over me. The day God tells me to move on to something else, I will. In the meantime, it's me, your girl. Be happy, be kind, be generous on purpose. Live your life purposefully in a positive way. Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend.